If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. June 2nd, 2020. Let's talk about what's going on. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. What a double standard world we live in. I must begin today's program stating once again, emphatically, unequivocally, inarguably, and definitively, I do not support the actions of Officer Chauvin in the killing, yes, I said killing, of George Floyd, period. I simply cannot support it. What Chauvin did was wrong by every definition of the word wrong based on the video evidence presented to us on the television. That said, I want you to understand that I am not the judge, I am not the jury, and therefore I cannot be the executioner. And as an American citizen, I do agree that people have the constitutional right to peacefully protest things that they disagree with. But the key word here is peacefully. These animals creating havoc in our communities, claiming to be destroying things in the name of George Floyd, are doing so for their own personal benefit. Let me break it down for you. This is Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. First, the police would not have been called on George Floyd by the owners of the Cup Food Store if George Floyd had not been doing something worth having the cops called on him in the first place. According to the 911 call, George Floyd was allegedly attempting to pass counterfeit $20 bills and was belligerent and intoxicated. Now, this is according to the recorded 911 call that you can get. So the cops did what they were supposed to do. They responded to the 911 call. Up to that point, this is just like any other instance in which a store owner calls the police to protect himself or his business from an alleged criminal activity. Generally speaking, cops don't just walk up to any suspect that they encounter, throw them to the ground, and put their knee on the neck of the suspect. Generally. In order to provoke such a response, a suspect usually has to either be fleeing, combative, threatening, or otherwise resisting that arrest. 
you wouldn't be getting arrested if you were not credibly accused of a crime, right? If the suspect were cooperating, he or she would normally be placed in handcuffs, read their rights, placed in the back of the patrol car or the paddy wagon, and taken to the jail or lockup for further processing. The suspect would either sit in jail or bond out and have their day in court. That's our process. This is a nation of laws, and those laws spell out the process for how to defend oneself when one is accused of a crime. This happens thousands of times every day in America to people accused of being criminals, to people accused of breaking the law. So here we have the George Floyd incident and the now infamous eight-minute knee-on-neck video. Now, we don't get to see whether George Floyd was fleeing, combative, threatening, or otherwise resisting. We only get that end product. But from what I can see on that video, that end product, former officer Chauvin is 100% wrong and not justified in his actions of placing his knee and his full body weight on the neck of a man who is in handcuffs, restrained, along with three other cops holding him down. He did not appear to be combative. He did not appear to be resisting. I didn't see him spit on the cops. He simply begged for the opportunity to breathe. So, that said, if the court system finds that former officer Chauvin caused the death of George Floyd, then Chauvin should serve whatever time the courts sentence him to serve, period. Again, this is how our legal system is designed to work. Now let's take a look at another issue, the protest. Our U.S. Constitution provides the right to peaceful assembly, the right to protest. But understand this, that right does not suspend the other laws in place. That right to protest does not give you a free pass to commit arson, destroy property, assault innocent people, rob, steal, loot, paint graffiti, break windows, turn over cars, spit on people, or any of the other mob mentality actions that are currently happening. And to do those illegal activities in the name of George Floyd puts Mr. Floyd into the category of a criminal, even though he never got his day in court. 200,000 wrongs do not make a right, and every single one of the illegal, destructive, violent acts being perpetrated in the name of George Floyd are, make no mistake about it, criminal actions. Those actions will not bring back George Floyd. They will not make the trial of former officer Chauvin happen any quicker, and they will not improve community police relations. Every time one of these animals assaults a cop in the name of George Floyd, that cop will get a bitter taste in his mouth. And although that may be the intended outcome, it will not improve police relations with the community. Every time one of these heathens burns a police car or smashes a window, it is a direct assault on that cop, not on former officer Chauvin. To lump every cop in with officer Chauvin 
would be the same exact thing, mirror image, of accusing every member of a certain race of being a criminal because one is. Think about that. To compound the issue, in a lame attempt to appease the animal mob mentality masses currently committing these criminal activities, you have the idiots in charge overreacting at every single turn. You are listening to the Truth Hurts program. Here is your host, Steve Z. Today, the mayor of Atlanta fired two African-American police officers for pulling two African-American teens out of a car that was allegedly evading their police pursuit. One of the teens driving the car in an attempt to flee the police was doing so on a suspended license. Now understand, your licenses are not suspended for no reason at all. The video clearly shows the resisting by the teens. It also shows the cops trying to pull those resisting teens from their car after they finally were forced to stop due to running into a large amount of traffic in a protest. The cops were fired. The cops were charged with assault and in a particularly ironic charge, they've been charged with pointing a weapon The mayor then turns around and orders the charges against the teens to be dropped. So apparently in Atlanta, it is okay for certain people to drive on a suspended license and to evade the police in the city of Atlanta. I also have a major issue with the way the news media is covering these protests, as you can probably imagine. The media are acting as if there is a full justification for the bricks being hurled at police or hurled at shop windows. The media are acting as if it is perfectly normal to assault innocent bystanders. They're reporting this story as if it's perfectly okay to set fire to a business that had absolutely nothing to do with the death of George Floyd. Why? Because the mob is angry. Hey, CNN. What if they got angry with you? Would it be okay with you if they came and burned down your multi-billion dollar television industry? Burned it to the ground? Would you think it was all right if they started assaulting your cameramen and your reporters? I think not. When it is a mob of people protesting for the so-called civil rights of one group, that's okay and it's fully supported by the media. Let's turn the tables for a moment. Harken back to a time a couple of years ago, say, when a Southern group's right to fly a certain battle flag, well, that would be a different story. Remember all the historical monuments that were taken down in several Southern cities a few years ago in the name of erasing history that offends certain groups of people. Anyone who protested the removal of those pieces of artwork were labeled as racist, bigots, and vilified by the very same news outlets who were now excusing the bad behavior 
of people who are using and abusing the death of George Floyd for their own personal benefit, their own personal gain. And why do I say that? Well, because it's true. It is their own personal benefit and their own personal gain. How is stealing a television or a set of tennis shoes or bottles of liquor or anything else helping the cause? Well, it certainly is not. It's only helping the criminal who's doing the stealing, the looting, the window breaking. How's burning down a school or a library or a low-income housing development under construction helping the family of George Floyd to heal from his tragic demise? It is not. It is only fanning the flames of hatred, encouraging additional criminal activity, and feeding the egos of people who try to claim that either they too are victims or to satisfy some social guilt of other people who just want to get in on the bandwagon and create havoc. I sincerely hope and pray that if the courts in our country find former officer Chauvin and his cohorts guilty of the crime or crimes that they are being accused of, that it is a wake-up call to any and every other police officer who thinks they can hide behind a badge or a gun. Equally so, though you and I both know it will never happen, I hope that every single non-peaceful protester, every thug, every looter, every arsonist, every thief, every criminal committing assault and battery upon innocent people during these protests gets sentenced to the full extent of the law as well. But again, the topic of discussion is the double standard. As I said, with mayors like the one in Atlanta excusing the behavior of criminals fleeing police on a suspended license and ordering charges to be dropped against them all while firing the cops who were doing the job they were paid to do in Atlanta, it proves the double standard is alive and well. Now, to add insult to injury, several people have died as a result of the protests. One man was a beloved owner of a Louisville barbecue restaurant, a former star football player uh, in Indianapolis. His name was David McAtee, although some questions are now surrounding whether or not McAtee himself was firing a weapon. There was also a death of a federal law enforcement officer providing security at a federal courthouse named David Patrick Underwood. 53-year-old man died when he was shot from a vehicle passing by, and another officer was critically wounded. In Indianapolis, two people were killed over the weekend amid the unrest. Chris Beatty, former offensive lineman for Indiana University, and uh, another gentleman... There are also deaths of 22-year-old named Italia Kelly, who was shot in the small town of Davenport, Iowa, hit in the head or hit in the back, rather, by a bullet while she was leaving a protest that she had just called her aunt about, saying, hey, things are getting a little unruly here, so I want to get out. It is believed that also Calvin Horton Jr. was shot outside of a pawn shop The 43-year-old African-American was shot in Minneapolis right after the first protest broke out. Over in Omaha, Nebraska, a 22-year-old black male, James Skurlock, was killed Saturday 
After he tussled with the owner of two downtown bars, the surveillance video of the strip bar shows several people, including Spurlock, approaching the bar owner, Jake Gardner, uh, who fired shots in the air. Next thing you know, Spurlock is seen jumping on Gardner, who then fires a gun, striking and killing Spurlock. In Detroit, a 21-year-old man was killed downtown during the protest, and in suburban Chicago, two people were killed in the unrest on Monday in the suburb of Cicero. So when does it end? How is the killing of at least eight people now helping the cause of the protesting against the death of one man, George Floyd? Think about it. Here I go again, stirring the pot. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. One benefit is that you might just learn something. Another benefit is that I too might learn something. Agitators, those who carry big spoons for stirring the pot, actually make their living and get their continuous rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring the pot. On this program, I give you my opinion. It's my constitutional right to offer my opinion and therefore I retract nothing. When it comes to my opinion, you have several options. One, agree. It's much simpler that way. Two, disagree and keep it to yourself. Three, disagree and start your own program. Or four, turn it off and remain in the dark as to how someone with a differing point of view might just think. When all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. Life is not fair and you are owed nothing. This is the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts.